Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm alone. Empty chair. Well, it's not quite that empty. I have my knit hat sitting on it because winter came back again. So Ranger's sitting there looking at my knit hat. It's a Carhartt knit hat. But Are you wearing the Belichick? Of course. When don't I wear uh, the Belichick? <laughs> shouldn't have that on this shouldn't have that on after this weekend. Hey, I didn't uh, throw the crummy pass and I didn't make the crummy call. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't do either okay. of it. I watched the game and uh-huh. I thought they got robbed. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. a little so football talk. After pay. I <laughs> okay. Vance, you need to be honest with this. How many times have I said they're gonna bomb the rest of the season? They're gonna they're gonna be in a wild card game and they're gonna lose. I mean, you you do say that, but there's a there is a possibility that Minnesota could run with it. They they could. So everyone out there, I am a Philadelphia's Philadelphia's bummed, uh, and I mean they're going to sneak in there at a one or a two seed. Philadelphia could drop any game. I mean, they got a crap quarterback. Right. Really, the guy that is not that good. I thought he was just as good as. Carson. Well, that, I mean, Wentz, Wentz was having a fantastic year, you know. So he was. Yeah. Um, I, it ain't going to happen. Okay. So, anyways. I think there's only one team that's done that. It was the Giants with that backup quarterback, and they won the Super Bowl. Anyway. Yeah. It, it, yeah. He, he backed up uh, Sims. Anyway, I don't know. Many mm. of the, the Minnesota people would like to hear that. But okay. Fisher must I, know, uh, yeah. I, I need to go on record here. <laughs> I'm a Vikings fan. I've been a Vikings fan for probably 15-plus years. I just know how things go. And a lot of diehard Vikings fans will understand what I'm saying. They just do this. That's you're, looking, you're looking better than the Packers right now. Because we're in the playoffs, and they can't go yes, in the playoffs. And, and they can't, yeah. <laughs> so. But, you know, they did take a giant hit. With a broken collarbone that did hurt yeah. them. Yes. Patriots Vikings could happen. Steelers Vikings could happen. It already did. That? It already did, and they dropped the big old goose egg. They, yes. And they will again. It's just that, that, trust me, I don't get offended when people <laughs> say that stuff. So yeah. I, I'm rocking the Belichick again. So. Okay. You got the Belichick. Okay. So, yeah. Anyways, Rangers okay, here. Okay, so let's start. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. So we got Vance. You heard him. You got Todd. So we were. I guess I offended them by bringing up what happened last week. And <laughs> no. so, okay, continuing on, we got a show to do, guys. Uh, Fatty Z Musky Products, big sponsor, FattyZMusky.com. We're going to be at Chicago, Ohio, and we're going to be talking more about the Musky Max Plus here in a minute. But uh, check us out. We're going to be bringing all our rod holders. Uh, I got a bunch of baits right now. I just put my first coat of epoxy on them. I got a lot more epoxy to go, but I'm going to be bringing more baits than I anticipated. So I hope to see everyone at the next show, and that is Chicago. Everyone that can make it, because we're driving nine hours to get there. I don't expect anyone else to do that just for us. But, anyways, Muddy Creek, go. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Give us a call. We're going to be doing a little bit of fishing here in Pennsylvania, I believe, in like, you know, late April, May. And then once the last Saturday, May rolls around, that's when our season starts at Chautauqua Lake, New York. That's where Vance and I hit it pretty much full time. 
and uh we'll be fishing through november give us a call get us uh especially if you're if you have a vacation like planned and you know when you're going to be there call us now i mean i answered four emails tonight guys are picking dates uh i had i had the old Vance, I had the old, you know, the guy was like, okay, uh, you know, I got four guys. I said, well, I can't, we're not going to do four in a boat. You have to take both boats. It'd be, you know, we cut a little break there. It's $600, two boats, $300 per. And I got the old message, is that $600 per person? <laughs> no, it's not. I tried to explain it, but. It's a uh, whole other okay. email. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole other thing you talk about. It's like. No, you know, we, we cut a little break. We like taking groups out. We have a lot of fun with that. Uh, you know, we have some guys come up, and we have a group of four that comes up from Pittsburgh. We always have a great time with those guys. We kind of try to we try to stay. I mean, if we're on something good, we try to stay in view of each other. And, and uh, you know, guys get to keep an eye on what's going on. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun with those trips. Yeah. And they're going to be coming back again this year. They have a blast. We have a blast. uh but uh, so we can accommodate up to like five, six people. You know, we can do five or six people, but you know, like it's going to be a couple people in one boat, couple people in the other, and we're gonna we're gonna split the, uh, you know, we're gonna cut you a little deal for booking both boats. But uh, we enjoy them too. Always yeah, the competition. Can, yeah, they always turn it. They always turn it in boat versus boat. Yeah, yeah, it's always has yeah. been. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, but a good friend, Les Lyons, we talked about them before. They did it last year, and it was the same thing, you know. You guys have got your thing. The goal was completed in your boat, and the goal was completed in our boat. <laughs> yeah, yours was just a tad bit bigger. Yeah. <laughs> you guys forgot to mention that there's a second string boat waiting in a pole barn that you could take yeah. an extra one, maybe two people. Yeah, we'll what? sneak old. We'll sneak... We'll sneak the old, uh, the old ranger. <laughs> <laughs> the old ranger. Uh, call it the Lone Ranger. There you go. So no, but give us a call. I mean, we're ready to go. I'm, I've been booking. I, I, I got stuff going in every day. So uh, if you know when you're coming, call us. If you don't, call us anyhow. We'll try to get you in. Mm-hmm. That's an invitation to call Todd. <coughs> yes. <laughs> You can troll him some. And troll. I just invited people to troll you, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I troll those muskies all the time. I know what it feels like, so. Yeah. I feel like an old lunge. Yep. Sometimes you eat the bear. Sometimes the bear eats you. Yeah. We'll do uh, St. Croix Rods, Best on Earth. Uh, If you listen to the last podcast, Greg obviously loves St. Croix rods. Todd and I use them. We beat the hell out of them. Um, they have a great warranty. Our clients seem like them. Anybody that's really into it picks those things up, and by the end of the day, they're like, i got to get myself one of these things. Uh, so check them out. Give them a fair shake if you're in in the musky game and uh, looking to get a rod. They also do, you know, they're multi-species, big brand, uh, Great warranty. Check them out. Perfect. And in March, where are we going to be? March, we're going to be headed to the Muskie Max. And plus. Actually, actually, the Muskie Max Plus. Yeah. It's a great show down in Moon Township, down near the airport, Pittsburgh. 
new, new location this year from where it's been the last couple of years. Uh, I don't know where they're going to stick with that or not, but uh, it's a great show. A lot of local vendors, uh, a lot of guys you're not going to see at some of the other big shows. So if you're looking to get some of that stuff away, made here in Western PA and in the general vicinity where there's a very rich history of lure making, uh, you know, stop down. Todd, real quickly, do you know the history? The history of Western Pennsylvania. And the, and the musky fishing that, that... Yeah, I mean, there's been guys... Do, I mean, the, these guys... Can you give us a they're, Reader's they're, Digest? Well, I, mean, I mean, the guys here got involved in uh, musky fishing. I mean, back like... They started going to Canada... Uh, and I think it just—I think it had to do with the steel mills. It was the guys got together instead of going on like these the, hunting trips. The seamless pipe or something that they came up with. That—that's what I always heard was the, the, the yeah the the old tube mill. My grandpa was a foreman at the old tube mill, Elwood City, at the tube mill. And then there was some other stuff that were that were that were going on around here. But those guys started going. And my grandpa was in World War II, but they started going when he came back from World War II. These guys were already going, taking a train and. They just got into doing these this musky fishing, but there was guys making lures here. You had the the the, the Kimmick mouse being made here. You had guys like Ed Ladiano, Fred Bender. I mean, these guys were making these old wooden lures. I mean, uh, Ed Ladiano's in the Lure Collector's Digest. You know, uh, the, these guys started it, and then that tradition just kept on going. And these people. And it turned into being people like Dale Wiley, Toddley of Party, that, you know, that started making lures more my generation. And uh, the legend lures. The legends legends are from, yeah, they're from right over here in Indiana, PA, not far away. But there's been just a lot of, uh, a lot of lure makers, a lot of stuff came out of Western PA. And uh, That's those guys, those guys really are going to be there. That's what's neat about all that stuff. But uh, I guess those were like the golden days of fishing because anybody that I guess is kind of in, I would say, you know, like millennial generation who got into fishing, uh, you know, it's all I would hear about is trips to Canada and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And, and, and it would be groups of these steel mill workers. Yes. That would go into Canada and, you know, Talk about it to this day, like it was the glory days. We're probably in the glory days of musky the fishing. catching, the catching. Yeah. But back then, I mean, good God, you go up there, fifty cents a dollar to the dollar. Uh, it's, a, I mean, you can go up there and have a, a ball and see the most gorgeous landscapes and unbelievable fishing structure, uh, and you and, can do and it on. Lake after lake after lake. Yeah. And you, I mean, you could go up there and, and live large. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 50 cents to a dollar. Now, mm -hmm. now, now, like when I would, when I would start going up, it's more closer to even. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, whatever. It's going to be Still an does, Yeah. But the, the fishing is excellent. I know our group, you know, the big, the big groups of, you know, six cottages, six people in each cottage two lodges right beside each other and they're all booked with everybody you know your friends everybody did it i mean th those days are th those days are gone for our group it's not like that anymore it's 
not the mm-hmm. same big group that we always did for all those years, but it's still fun, and the guys are still going. They're still making their trips, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those guys are still making the baits, and they still work. And it's a neat, you know, it's, it's neat if you want to get pick up some of that stuff and and uh, look at it. It's going to be down there at the Muskie Max Plus. It's our favorite show simply because we know a lot of the people around here. We take a lot of these guys out on the charters and keeps us busy. You know, we get to rebook. We get the people telling the stories. And, uh, you know, it's just it's our home area. Obviously, if we go to a show in northern Wisconsin, there's no one even to know who we are same as if someone from north wisconsin comes down here probably not gonna know much about you <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh you know lures lures galore lots of different makers great family setting lots of stuff for the kids to do uh you know where i'm picking up you know sean and todd leopardi are the ones that put this together this is the fifth year uh sean's into the advertising marketing sales stuff like that and uh, picking up some banners tomorrow. I saw the previews of them. We're going to have new banners for our show. Sean gets into all that advertising. You know, he designed them for us. We made some quick changes with the wording. Sean does all that. It's his main industry is the ad business. So if you're looking to get any banners or anything, you look at the Core 3 group, uh, Sean Leoparty, it's all advertised through uh, through the, uh, the Muskie Max Plus. You know, you, you can see that ad, but man, if you're looking for that stuff, reasonable prices. Uh, Todd's going to be there, his brother, uh, with his array of baits, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of trolling baits, jerk baits of all sizes, some really cool hook sharpeners. <laughs> mm-hmm. No doubt, yeah. Yeah, nicest hook sharpeners that you can pick your color. Uh, that's crazy. Whether you want fire tiger, or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes. It's kind of neat. He goes overboard, but it's neat. It's neat. Yeah. It's neat to have him in a boat. Yeah. That's odd. Uh, that's already the chirping's already starting on the on the uh, social media airwaves. Of you know, I got one show to go to, and they'll put up you know X show yeah. or the PA Musky Max or something like that. Plus, excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, check the Musky Max out. It is. A small show compared to Chicago, but mm-hmm. it has heavy hitters in it. I mean, you have these great bait makers, and they're at your fingertips. It's worth the drive, the money uh, that some of these baits go for on the internet, and we watch it all the time to see how much these baits go for. Uh, you go in there, you save yourself a lot uh, if you just show up and you know they're going to be at your fingertips the list is there you know who's going to be there uh, check yep. it out we're always excited about it musky heaven there you go and man something else you yeah. guys want to talk about or do you want to get in the show yeah we got a uh i mean this show is going to be dedicated to this but uh this topic have, yeah this topic but uh we have at the uh, the podcast, we got two more sponsors, um, and we'll be getting into that. But it's going to be uh, Vix Marine, Vix Sports Center. Uh, Where can I find Vix? Vix Sports Center is in Brimfield, Ohio, but it's very close to Ravenna, Ohio, where Mark's bait tackle and ammo a prior someone that we worked with 
for all last year talked about a lot uh they they wrap wrap it up into like kent ohio that's like you know that's the area kent, yeah area. yeah people that were listening to this kent kent state that area um that is is where you could find vic sports center um and they are uh, just an unbelievable boat dealership you can go there you can pick up a ranger you could pick up a starcraft you could pick up a star weld um I love them for their customer service. They are fishermen, uh, Victor and Tommy. It's a family business, and they treat you that way. I learned that two years ago when they saved me and my boat uh, right yeah, on the water. Right. Uh, they were fishing a tournament. They took time out of their tournament to come in and check out my boat so I could be up and running and continue guiding. Uh, they're just two stellar guys, uh, and it's a great business. They were yeah. two out of two out of the last three years. They've been the number one ranger dealer, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's in terms of volumes, volume, boat sold. In terms of volume, two yeah. two out of the last three years, they were the number one ranger dealer of all. So mm-hmm. they're 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 selling boats. I mean, the Rangers are coming through with uh, map pricing. So the pricing is what it is. So now what makes you decide where to, where you want to go? To me, it's going to be the service. You know, Vance and I have dealt with that around here. I've dealt with it for years when people ask, what do you do? You know, where do I take this? It's like, oh, boy, I don't know. Well, these guys help Vance out majorly. They've helped me out in some different situations. And, and uh, that's how we ended up starting work, working with them. Great guys. We're going to be doing a seminar down there this year. We're going to get a lot of information to you about Vix. But yeah, we'll talk said, about it later. Yep, yep. And we got a lot of show. stuff, a lot of stuff to talk about with those guys. Mercury, Yamahas, and Evaners outboards. They sell along with the Rangers, Starcraft, and the Starwell Ranger aluminum, and uh, obviously Ranger glass boats of all kinds. They have a huge showroom i mean it's the biggest showroom i've never been to a boat place where you could go look i mean vance and i've been there numerous times in the last few months and you can just hang out in there there's yeah lots it's of big boats air, it's, a, it's a it's <laughs> yeah. an air airplane hangar yeah filled with filled with boats rangers starcraft star welds and mm. it's it, it's just it's wild and the podcast is also brought to you by ranger boats Check what? them out. <laughs> yeah, Ranger boats. Uh, you know, Todd. Todd and I uh, have have just loved looking at my old Ranger. Ranger yeah. actually. <clears throat> yeah. You know where I'm going with this. Okay, I got I got to let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Ranger is so proud that I talk so highly of my boat that they've reached out to me personally, mm-hmm. and they said, "Listen, we got to be part of this podcast because we've been listening to it. All the employees yeah. love it." And (laughs) they just like that 681. I actually gave him my hall ID, you know, the little serial number. They looked it up. The guy that built it is still working there today. (laughs) I said, Are you serious? No, I'm making all this up. (laughs) (laughs) 
insane. It's kind of a neat year that we did this. It is the 50th year anniversary. There's a big, there's going to be a big emblem in the boat. So it's yeah. kind of cool. 50 years. Yeah. Everybody knows what, what, you know, Ranger what the Rangers are. Yeah. We're really, we're really excited about all this stuff to talk about it. Um, and yeah, let's get into some stuff. We'll get into the power rankings. Uh, this power is going to be the last. Uh, we're going to do what? what? We're well, probably going to do more. one more, then we're going to switch it up to something new and, and see how that yeah. works. We'll do power rankings. It's going to be wrapping up. This was a great segment for the year of 2017. It really sparked a lot of co- uh, you know topics and stuff and just got us talking on an array of different crazy stuff. Um but uh, those who've been listening, you know what it is. Uh, we'll come in at three. It's going to be mine, and it is going to be Christmas. You fooled us. Yes. <laughs> okay, Christmas. Chris- Christmas. Uh, Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. It's such a nice time. Uh, it's the giving season, um, and you know it's all about family. And uh, I love getting together with my family now that I live away from them. And, you know, of course, I live far away from my family. It's, what, a two-and-a-half-hour jaunt to them now. Yeah. And that's probably not far for some, but it's still two-and-a-half hours. Uh, and just getting with them and, uh, you know, it, it just, you know, there's nothing like home and a home-cooked meal with everybody being there and, you know, stuff's crazy now that everybody's getting a little bit older and you know my sister has kids and stuff like that's that's nuts uh and you know it's just nice to everybody to be you know under one roof (laughs) for the day and uh you know just enjoying christmas you know what, what it's about um like for christmas everything that i'm giving away to my family is like what's really sweet about it is like musky pictures that they've caught in the boat or you know like i had my little nephew out in the boat like pretending he was driving it and stuff like that that stuff's awesome um and if you're in into musky fishing big that's that's always that's a great gift to give uh you know always frame a picture or get something made out of one of the pictures from somebody that you know you got him your first musky or, or something like that you know that's uh i always love that time of year stuff's busy i'm a busy person uh even if i wasn't busy i would find something to do it's just the way i'm strong uh it's everything always seems like last minute and when it comes to like you know getting a gift ready for somebody that i want to you know show them that you know i appreciate them and stuff like that i can always fall back on some type of musky uh photo that's happened this year which is yeah, fun. and that's a lot. That, that obviously, I mean, to me, that's a lot neater gift than you know, no a, Yankee, a Yankee candle or a, oh god, yeah, <laughs> pair of sweat socks. You know, uh, yeah, that's neat. Yeah. That time is here. You know, for Andy and I, my kid, my daughter's tomorrow. She has a half day pajama party at school, home. I gotta, I gotta buckle down and quit doing things and i got to spend some time with her next week which is great it's not mm-hmm. like it's a uh 
burden but you know she's off my wife still is going to be going to work a little bit but i got to stay home and do what you got to do but it's still it's a great time i'm ready you sit back yeah well ready for some cookies we have a tendency in our family with the girls my wife and daughter have made cookies like three times so far and uh oh my we we make them and we eat them. That's the problem. <laughs> that's yeah. That's dangerous. My, like the my, cookies my, are already gone. How, how <laughs> is that the problem? My yeah. favorite. <laughs> my favorite, and I'll sit there and pound these things. Uh, they're like those uh, those those peanut butter cookies with the sugar on them with the Hershey Kiss in the middle. Yeah, they made those first. They were gone by the oh end. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite. That is. They're Crip gone, yeah. so we have to remake them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interject here because I got like Andy's advice corner building up in my head. I got three things on those cookies <laughs> that Vance was talking about, and yes. trust me, I know cookies. Recently, <laughs> I got one, and I, I'm like, okay, it's okay, and then I took a bite of the Hershey Kiss, and I'm gonna. Here's the advice, everybody: if you're making those cookies, do not switch the Hershey Kiss to dark chocolate. Most people that like dark chocolate will be okay with regular chocolate, but the people who don't like dark chocolate will spat them in the garbage and walk away <laughs> because be it is day. nasty. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it won't be nasty. Maybe to you. You have so that's what you did with the dark chocolate. I spat the cookie in the garbage because oh, I can't geez. stand have, the dark chocolate. You have You're very sensitive. Of, of you have the palate of your two-year-old son. Yeah. I, I'm slightly better, <laughs> but I, I'm plain, just telling people out there right now: don't switch oh, oh, oh. out milk chocolate for dark because it doesn't oh. work. My girls made some this year with that, and they put a uh, Reese's peanut butter cup, like a small one, in the center. Oh my! Instead of the, oh. Oh, my. Now you get the double dip of the peanut. Yeah, those yeah. were really, those okay. really went quick. <laughs> if you guys want to know advanced level stuff, you right, make the what? cookie part, but then you get the king size Reese cups and you sandwich the cookie between them. Between, oh, geez. That is uh, next level stuff right there. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> okay. I've never done that, but I just had to talk what Todd said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in. I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I could do that too. So. Okay, Christmas. Andy's, Christmas. Okay, I was going to do Andy's advice. Uh, I gave Vance some advice when he was shopping for his his nephew. Anyone that doesn't have a kid but may have like a niece or a nephew and they don't know what to get them, Todd uh, Vance, do you remember the advice I gave you? Yeah, because it was. It's it was borderline murder. Okay, the the advice is this, and and. Any anyone with with that has had or has young children knows. I mean, by young they got to be like two years old or older. Do not, as a parent, you do not want gifts that involve hundreds of pieces because mm -hmm. there will be ten pieces left, and you don't know where nothing went. And you're like, okay, we got a puzzle. It's a whatever. You name your number, divide it by eighty, and that's how many pieces are left at the end of the day. Or Legos, which you will find with your feet, but you can't yeah. find with your eyes. So my advice to give, given to Vance was, buy Lego sets or puzzles because they're not your kids. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was taking you serious for a second. Well, I'm the and kids you love actually, them. You actually you actually told me get a 500 piece puzzle. <laughs> I said it out loud in the store, and people looked at me <laughs> like I was an idiot. <laughs> I was like five hundred a five hundred piece puzzle for a two year old, and people looked at me like, "Get away from that man! Get away from him!" He's insane. He has no idea what he's doing shopping. Yeah, insane. He's a fisherman for gosh sakes. Yeah, he likes Trump. Does he? <laughs> no, that's just like the 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 looks I was getting. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. That was my anyway. advice. There was another thing I was going to say, but I forgot amidst all my other advice. That's en- that's, that's that's enough. That, that's, that's plenty for right now. Andy's advice yeah. corner. That was yeah. Take take it in for uh, for number two. What's your power ranking? Okay, my power ranking. Uh I really don't know how to put it quickly, but more or less, you know, with with sticking on the thing with the young kids, and I also kind of did something on purpose. I don't know if Todd picked up on it when I said, tell me the story of the the old-time muskie down in Elwood, the story of, of that in Canada yeah. and all that stuff. It's, you know, you by now you become so desensitized, you know, from people talking, oh, you know, I had this many followers, I caught this many fish, this and this and that, blah, blah. When you tell a kid a really cool fishing story, hunting story, any story in general, they listen with a wonder, and they, 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 their reactions, it's, it's pure and genuine. And they will listen to that same story over and over again. And Yes, that's it, true. Tell that story again. Tell that story and again. I, see, I see why my grandpa used to get frustrated when I would ask them those questions. Because yeah, I wanted to hear it again. That's such a good one, Andy. Yeah, I can yeah. I I can remember that like right now, mm-hmm. saying that stuff. Say it again. Tell me that story again. Tell me that story again. It's yeah. crazy. When I, this is going, I think even this might have been Owen was just a wee little like fresh, you know, just months old, maybe even days old. When when all our routine got mixed up at the house, when you bring home number two, things getting you know shaking pretty hard with with the first one. And I was getting my daughter to sleep. And one of the things that would help get her to sleep is she would ask, and I've told this story, she wants to hear the fishing story of Andy Bouchak. Mm-hmm. Of the first fish in, well, that was that? I'm trying to think if that was the first fish in, the, in my ranger. But she would almost every night ask for that same story. And I'm in my head, I know she doesn't know it verbatim. I try to tell it the exact same way. Yeah. Just thinking that her cognitive ability was on, like, you know, an adult's. I'm like, I don't want her to catch me lying. So, um, just, you know, it, you know, now when I, you know, would come home from archery hunting, my little boy would run up and, Daddy, tell me hunting story. Because that's what I would, would do when I'd come home and, you know, the kids are running around. I'd calm them down by sitting them down and telling them what I saw and all this and that. And they just, the, the, there's pure excitement there. And it gets lost with age, and it does definitely get lost with age, you know. But it comes back. Mm-hmm. I can still remember the stories I was told. Mm-hmm. You know, heck, when my grandpa started telling them to me, I was probably about his age. 
<laughs> you know, you know, but uh, it gets it gets lost in today's world with seeing stories on the computer and Facebook and this and that and you know those old stories are yeah. So I like fishing yeah, is, is very very important, you know. When I when I start having kids, I think it's going to be you know involved in their life, you know, not forced, of course. Mm-hmm. But you can see how it can get lost. But I mean, there's like the the outdoors is is part of my life now, and uh, I'm definitely going to try to make that a, a thing for the kids because you can get lost, and I you know even. I always looked forward to going to Chautauqua to fish and stuff, and it always was those stories driven, which really got me into it. That you know, Andy was talking about. Um, but you get into high school and organized sports and stuff like that, and trying to make friends and all that BS. But that's a uh, that's like standard teenager stuff. But you know, you come back to it. I came back to it. And, came back to it pretty hard but i mean those stories is what gets it going you know you see the big fish mount on the wall or the big deer head you're like man that's really cool stuff i think i'm gonna you know bite the bullet and not go hang out with my buddies for a weekend and try and catch or shoot one of these things that would be really neat to get my own story Mm -hmm. yeah but when those stories come around, I, I always like think of my stories, and we tell stories on here all the time. So yeah, but I'm like, they do not sound as near as cool as the ones that I heard from. Yeah, you know, my uncles <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, and part of it is is today's fishing. You know what we're doing. You know some of the stories that I can remember, and I could tell him verbatim just like andy said is he's worried about his daughter my grandpa tell me a story and it was this big one that they had on and you know his buddy was telling him i don't think it's gonna fit in the net you know and they get it and it was a 49 Mm -hmm. uh nothing bad about a 49 incher but you know now it's like sometimes we're in the tunnels like yeah we got a 49 today oh great that's nice yeah that's a a nice one you know i mean they say that's what it's got a big one yeah yeah, it's just, it just, you know, that that's what the fishing has become. That's a word, you know. That's, that's true. Yeah. So that that's why those old stories are neat. The old pictures, an old Polaroid picture or something has a, I remember them uh, tacked up on my, when you went into my grandpa's house, there was this little, little thing, like four by, four by four, sheet of like corkboard and there was a bunch of old pictures hanging there i have them i have them they're all faded because they got into the sun but i mean i just remember going to his house and like standing there staring yeah thinking of all those pictures and remember the story my pap told me about them and you know that's about so, salmon and, yeah that stuff is so cool i i still do it to this day and that's not happening anymore. You don't see the pictures. Cause that's, why, that's why Vance and I go out of our way. I, I, tr- I still print pictures, and we still take pictures to the show. I know. Uh, and I keep them in a binder thing. Some people, some people sit there and go through every page. 
uh, but there's not that many people doing it. I mean, I've, people have said, oh, my gosh, that's, that's, that's really old school. You're still doing old school style, you know. We could scroll it on a computer screen, but that's partly why I do it. I think it's neat. Yeah. <laughs> Some, something that kind of goes along with that is, like, when I was fresh into, you know, name, name one outdoor activity that, you know, you take pictures of, you know, hunting, trapping, fishing, whatever, I'd look at all those things and I'm like, Man, I can't wait till I have all of those. And it's almost, you know, I, I look back. I'm mm-hmm. like, why would I wish all of those, you know, years away just to have this board of photos? And photos, yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, so I, I look back and stuff, and it was, I was old enough to to recognize not to just want to become really good at musky fishing overnight because. You know, I read somewhere they're like, yeah, years one through four were tough, but five I really started getting it. So that was kind of like my, all right, there it is. I got to go through four years of crap, and then I'm going to figure <laughs> it out. And but you know, it, it just it, it, as it started to steamroll and stuff, and things started to click, I look back, I'm like, hey, I got all those photos that I wished. Yeah, and, yeah, and now yeah. it's like I want to add to it some more. But it, it was. You know, the big thing is, is it's it's neat to see the stories they tell, and still be in wonder how all that stuff happened. Because a lot of those, you know, big fish, big deer, you know, whatever, all those dead animals you caught trapping, um, one little thing different would have you wouldn't have had that photo. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have got that shot at that buck. You might have, you know, that that net got caught up just just enough to where. Yeah. It, you, you didn't get the net underneath it, but you, you ended up doing it. And, you know, things like that, just how close those calls really are. And those photos don't really tell you that if you're the person looking at them. But the person that w- is in the photo knows. And, and there it's just, is a story behind each photo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So let me admit to something right now. All right. Um, there's these deals on the internet, which is kind of taking away from these photos, mm-hmm. but you can go onto the internet and print up four by sixes or four by fours, whatever, uh, on some of those, on, on some of those websites for essentially free, you pay shipping. Mm-hmm. And I do that with a lot of the fish I catch. Um, and I have thousands of photos from the musky seasons over the years, all printed up and in a tote. It's taken up space. It's annoying. It's annoying to go through all that stuff. But I have them because I think back to what I saw when I was a kid and what I see still when I, when I look at old photos. Yeah. I, I have them for that reason. So someday my family can pick up these photos and look at them the way that I did. They're there. They're in yeah. use right now. They're put away. They're packed in storage. I do it every season. I go through them. I get them printed up, printed up, printed up, printed up, and they just sit there. And But I have them because I really, really like those old photos, and I really, really like the the idea of me going into these air, you know, the game rooms, 1970 game rooms that are 
paneling on the wall, shag carpet. You're talking yeah. about my game room, Vance. Now, come on. <laughs> it doesn't have eighty bucks on the wall. I, there's yeah. There's no. There's no way you could even tell what you have on the wall. There's so many deer heads and musty mountains. <laughs> yeah, I need a bigger game room. But yeah. yeah, that that stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like much now, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe thirty years from now, forty years from now, whatever it is, those are going to be way outdated and way old looking and uh cool looking yeah i'm gonna go a little bit further on on the photographs why is it like i i have some old magazines here like there's some magazines i really like and photos do the same thing they can be in star stored in a dry cool place dark and you grab them like a year later and you're like how did this stuff fade yeah was it really that color when you first got it or did it actually just like yeah i'm giving up yeah and but yeah, those all, all those photos and stuff do that. Like magazines, I, I don't know. Anyways, super sweet. Those are all ideas. I mean, we're kind of like hitting nostalgia right now with Christmas and all that stuff. But I mean, that's no. what it's that's what it's all all about. Andy, you should print that picture up. I mean, you would get some major brownie points if you printed that picture up of uh, you know your kid's first muskie. Mm-hmm. From this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. gave that away as, as, as a little gift. Oh gosh, and I still got time for Christmas. I could do something. Kara was holding some fish in there, and oh my! I mean, you would be, yeah, father and husband of the year if you handed that stuff over. We both know that's not true, but go ahead. Oh yeah, <laughs> close, close to be like second uh, or third or something. But yeah. There would definitely be an awe moment. We'll go in. I mean, this is what the power rankings do. It takes us up on tangents. Todd, you're coming in at number one. I'm coming in at number one, and it came real spontaneous. We're getting ready to do the podcast. Andy said he grabbed a package of uh, deer stick, which I didn't get an opportunity to make this year. You know, that's fresh, homemade deer stick. And just wrapping up sort of i mean we still got second season archery and stuff but for most guys i mean it's it's pretty much done christmas this year you'll get some guys out there in that second season but getting that homemade deer stick and uh eating that homemade deer chili that we had last night uh it's all part of it's all part of the tradition i guess you know that's what we do but i love that i don't have any deer stick <laughs> but when Andy said that, I could taste it. You know, oh, I know, I know he's going to take some to Chicago. So uh, is that your and way of asking? No, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> when you take it to Chicago, that's what we're going to be eating. At lunch. When you're driving, when you're driving through awful Chicago traffic, I'm going to yeah, be yeah. eating everything you brought. I'm going to eat your deer stick. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that such like a such a uh, a road trip snack? Oh, yeah. It's like beef stick or deer stick or beef jerky. You open it up, it it stinks the car up to high heaven. Yeah. But it is like the perfect snack, and especially if it's it something you, you shot and killed and it's venison. You know, yes, it's much yeah. better than oh, jackalikes. Oh, my God. You know, Andy's uh, advice I mean, again. Don't go into a gas station and, like, why they have, like, the community jar of, like, beef sticks. 
and yeah, and you just pull one out. If it doesn't smell right, don't eat it. And some white hair growing off of it. Some mold. <laughs> that's, like the, that's like the country fair up by your house. I look at that box when I go pay for gas, and I was like, yeah. if, I if think it's, it's the same amount of stick that was in there. If it's sealed up, like Todd already ago. said, it's one thing. But it, when it's like that one where they got the crappy tongs yeah. next to it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you are playing with fire. You, I've never bought one of those. <laughs> I look I at them. I have never, like, I've, ne- I've never done that. And it looks really good, but then you're just yeah. like, there was fingers here. That is just, you know, it's disgusting. It, it's that's part of the that's part of the reason why venison is is so much better. Yeah. That that gas station stuff I was talking about is like rat poison, and we're rats <laughs> because the ones that go and eat it don't come back for any more. <laughs> don't come back for any more. Yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, okay. So one of us has three tags left, and uh, and and I, I already have some people jockeying for a deer. That yeah, like, we're. we're we are. Uh, I mean, we're gonna get I've, some stuff made. Three. I got five tags left. Actually, six. Oh my god! Because I still got a Kentucky doe. I got an Ohio buck and a doe, and I got two PA does and a buck. <laughs> and I have almost all the tags are sitting right here. Man, yeah. Saying that out loud makes it seem like I'm a really crappy hunter. <laughs> <laughs> You ha- you had a you had a great year though, honey. So. I, I I absolutely did, and I'm probably gonna you know go out and try to put another doe or two down. Who knows? And and uh yeah, and then me and Todd are gonna split one of them. Yeah. Whatever. Think think of it as population control. And we yeah. need that desperately. You do need I, a little bit of that at your place. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll get into specifics about that, but all you have to do is pull the trigger. I'll take care of the rest. I'm going to have Vance, like, sitting in the weeds, and when it goes, <laughs> boom, Vance is just going to jump out with a fork and a knife and run after it. <laughs> well, the thing was, the thing was I, you know, get all the, this deer processed, and I'm a big, you know, ground and steak, ground and steak, ground and steak. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what you have that's, now. That's what I have now. I, I gave Vance Andy, a Andy, little. Andy, yeah, Andy gave me a half pound of cocaine made of deer, of and we are just a day now. <laughs> it was maple breakfast sausage. Was what I just called cocaine. Yeah, it was insane. We, I woke up, made breakfast. Lori loved it, and she was like, "We have more of that, right?" Because it was in, it was we in the same. It was, right. it was in the same. It was in the same packaging, and I was like, "No, that was it." And she got like, she was just like, a little discouraged, a little depressed. What? Like, I was like, we got a bunch of ground for like spaghetti sauce and chili, and she's like, "This is not good enough." It's like all those, all those days you were out there hunting. And you also have a steak in the ground. You shot like, four deer, and you had one little package of this? <laughs> you, have a, you have a half a pound package of this? Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. I'm learning along the way. I'm learning along the way to get, when you have that many deer, to do some fun stuff with it. Now, Vance is... I was like, look on the, we'll never buy red meat for, you know, 
16 months so we're good oh, right? you, oh no yeah yeah and that's what i always did the years that i had like three four deer those are the years i made stuff the first year i always did the basics but see all, of, all of this meat, my steak yeah all of this would have been nice to one of you guys who said that you know to me while i was well i <laughs> you, you told me what you wanted i did the deer it was like hey we're gonna Grind and steak, so we ground and steak. I think we had 50 pounds of ground meat coming. Wait. But Vance, you are learning. I mean, you're learning. Vance got to do his own got field dressing, we'll call it. I'm not going to say. You're not going to do that this year? The word. No, but he did, very, he did a great job. I brought it home and uh, butchered it because he was off on vacation, but... Uh, he did a good. He did a good job on his own. Thank you. How many, did yeah. you have the phone with a YouTube video going on? Me, I, I watched a YouTube video, and then you winged it. And then I winged it. Yeah, I mean, because essentially it's like a. I don't want to get gory about it, but the anatomy is similar in the cavity. It's very, so, very, um, very simple. You get yeah. it, you get what's in the cavity out. That's all. And what's left is meat and hide and some bones. Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't just pull right out, then it's good. If it pulls out, you get it out. <laughs> yeah. Neat yeah, he did, he, he did a good job. We got that all. Yeah, it's just like it's just like filleting a fish. And now I want Andy to go and shoot one, let it lay, and then I'll come and, uh, you know, dress it. And, you know, it's just like how I learned how to fillet a fish. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No one is born knowing these skills, how to fillet a fish, mm-hmm. how to field dress an mm-hmm. animal. You, mm-hmm. you gotta do it, and I've heard some really funny stories of people learning how to feel oh, yeah. animals and fillet fish. Oh my god! How about this one time filleting fish? So trout, trout. You know, I would trout fish a lot. I, you know, Western Pennsylvania. You know, young. <clears throat> you got to start somewhere. I would, you know, fish streams and stuff for stockies. You, you reach for yeah. low, low hanging fruit. Yeah, whatever. I had, I was, I had to put a jab in for the truck, yeah. guys. But anyways. <laughs> I'm a city boy. So I'd go, you know, drive an hour into the mountains, go and fish for these stock trout that I've just put it in the day before or whatever. Um, and, you know, the way that I like to do them, I would just, you know, stick the knife in from the anus up to the, you know, up to the gills. And then just, you know, you've got every, you pull everything out and then work the bloodline out with your thumbs and then you can either chop the head off or leave it, and then you you know put the the fish on the grill, and you you can you can just fork in between those ribs, and that trout meat comes out like it's nothing, you know. Yeah, very simple. I do that. I I went up there and caught like five trout or something like that, and I was leaving the next day uh, to go out of town. So my roommate at the time, this was like right after college, I was like, hey, I. Uh, I brought these five trout home. I seasoned them. They were cleaned. I had them wrapped in tinfoil. I said, all you got to do is throw them on the grill. Hit them for like 15 minutes, turn them, whatever you want to do, flip the whole tinfoil. You're going to have a great dinner. Invite a girl over. She's going to think you're the cock of the walk. He opens up the tinfoil. It goes in the fridge, opens up the tinfoil. And tries to cut the meat out 
with a, <laughs> with, with a butter knife. <laughs> Prior to cooking. Uh, all, how did that work? <laughs> well, he's like, he was like, I cooked them on, on my own because he, he had no girl lined up, of course. But, <laughs> I mean, he, so he ended up like having like a couple spoonfuls of meat because he just massacred these things. They, they were mashed yeah. potato looking things. Oh my god, it was a mess. Probably yeah. what really happened was is he had a girl over and he's like, I'm gonna cook you some fish. She goes, Finally, a man that knows the outdoors and he's there mashing this thing with a butter knife and she gets disgusted and leaves. Serves it like mashed potatoes. Yeah. With like 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 porcupine mashed some potatoes. Gravy? We still we we still talk about that to the day. I mean he's fine he's you know, he's getting married here in a, in a couple months and He's come out and caught a bunch of muskies and stuff like that now, but we all, I always bring that up to him. <laughs> but the way that he filleted, filleted an already filleted. ready-to-eat trout with a Brick butter. trout, yeah. yeah. Beautiful stuff. Anyway. Anyway. Good stuff. That's There's the power rankings. Almost 53 minutes, and we're not even at the topic. No. All right. Oh, well. Okay. Todd knew this day was coming. He delayed it a year longer than I felt safe giving advice on. But it <laughs> finally had. I mean, I'm. I. <clears throat> that was a ballsy move, Todd. But you made yeah. it. Yeah. And and it's not because what you have wasn't good. It's mm-hmm. just that Greg said it best. It's when you have to rely on them. Yeah. Yes. And because what you do in a year is probably what I will do in a lifetime. Yeah. So if anybody out there can guess what the subject I'm talking about, (laughs) you would be right if we were talking about boats. Yes. But tell you this, Lund, it's an amazing boat. And I enjoy fishing out of it much more than my boat currently but was Todd's it because you didn't have to drive that too but <laughs> i mean and it's just it's, it, it's very nice uh 17 16 years with that boat it's the two thousand is it was a 2001 leftover so i got it in 2002 so this was actually i i always think back to 2001 because that's what the boat actually is so that was 15 seasons because it got into put into service in 2002. So that was my 15th season in it. 15 seasons in this boat and guiding go hard. Mm-hmm. Thousands and thousands and thousands of muskies in it. Used. Yep. Canada, um, PMTT. Yes. Driven all first, over the place. The first fish was on the PMTT in 2002. Done it. Because I picked it up and we went to Cave Run. Amazing. We tied, we tied for like 10th place or something with a 40 inch. That was the first one. And I found the old picture. You can look, I looked it up on the computer and I look a lot different. You think? <laughs> the Lund looks the same, but I look a lot different. That's, that's the key to the story. The Lund <laughs> looks the same. It does look the same. It's in good shape. It's a beautiful looking boat still. 
yeah, the the boat stayed in sh- stays in shape. You can you can go hard. I, I mean, yeah. boats boats act like if you were you know partied for fifteen years straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the boat the the boat you partied on that boat. You treated it like a. Uh, I mean, that thing was just it, it's a nonstop musky party, and the thing still runs like a top, and it is. Nothing's changed over in that in 15 years. I mean, it is still all these boats that are coming out now. It's still that setup, still the same. The boat I just bought is exactly the same layout as the boat I'm mm-hmm. leaving. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, looking time. forward to the change. I, 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 yeah. Well, the change is coming, so I have to be looking forward to it. There's that comfortability too, you know. Uh, do you think so many so many memories so much going on there it's uh do you think you're going to be fishing out of the lund one more time i don't it's done you can turn around and look at it right now i planned it that when i was pulling out of chautauqua the, the last day we had three fish on the guy got a great mid 40 inch fish we talked a little bit about that giant that i hooked up with with a with a client and handed him the pole and it got away and i was like that's it's gonna be my last hookup because <laughs> i knew i wasn't gonna be fishing anymore uh out of that's the boat okay. but you know in, in in hindsight you know the boat probably owed you that dang right that boat owed him that yeah yeah it's like Whatever, man. I mean, getting rid of me. Yeah, I'm getting line. rid of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. After it's gonna be, all, it's gonna be all crazy. The, after all the giants, you know. But yeah, you know, just all the the travel. I mean, we've had that on. As Andy said to PMTT, I mean, we've had I've had that up at oh my gosh, can't even leech like cast like all over couple places in wisconsin it's been down to illinois for shelbyville lake kincaid dozens of trips to canada weeks on lake st Clair. uh some of these guys turn boats over all the time vance uh but no other people <laughs> keep their <laughs> no, other people sure. keep their boats and just Not like sure. uh, yeah yeah i know but i mean y- you know it's uh I had I had clients. I was telling my clients. So I told some people last year, like I'm ready. They're like, yeah, I, man, I, I don't think you should get rid of this boat. You know, <laughs> that was last season before we got into this season, and they were still saying the same thing. Because other people have made memories in this boat. You know, been guiding out of it for so many years. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys walked down. I was like, oh, I love seeing this boat. <laughs> but uh, they make new memories and a new one. Mm-hmm. They do. They do. Uh, I mean, you could ride them really hard, and they withstand mm-hmm. a lot. You know, Greg was on last week. He's only had his six twenty one Ranger for. I'm surprised. I guess he was like four or five years or something like that. Yeah, I forget. I, he, forget he had forget a, what it was. You know, Greg, Greg was like it was. I don't like know four, what year it was. 
it was like four or five years now the boat probably didn't get worked as hard you know you you probably bought it with you know low hours tournament style mm-hmm. didn't didn't get worked as hard until he started uh guiding with it and um you know he since in those like four to five years bought another boat to take some stress off that other one and uh what this all comes full circle to is you've had that lund for 15 years and mm. you know you've been doing the same thing and it's uh yeah, I mean, I've, 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 I've changed up. electronics, I've changed seats, I've changed that kind of stuff. The motors, you know, we had to go through a rebuild, uh, but it's but, running but, strong. But saying a rebuild is not mm-hmm. bad in 15 years. If, if you were the guy that no. puts two tanks of gas through their boat in, you know, a year, yeah. that might be a lot. But you go through, what, a two tanks a week? Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not doing what some of these other guys are go- doing, but I mean, I bought last year. I bought a ki- uh, I bought ten gallons of oil to to mix in that big motor because it's an old two stroke where you dump it in the top, mm-hmm. and uh, it has I ten it has gallons a, of oil. Yeah, and I use the, the 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 last of the tenth gallon is in there right now. There's a half of a tank left, so. Andy goes through ten gallons of gas at a fifty to one mix. <laughs> yeah. So, and anyone out there that might not be knowing what Todd's talking about, his motor's a two-stroke, but it has the uh, oil injection, and there's a re- reservoir under the hood. And mm-hmm. uh, so he's gone through ten gallons of. I go oil. through ten gallons of oil. So if, if you were to season. mix that fifty to one, that would be roughly. And I know that the auto inject is not a true fifty to one. Um, mm-hmm. That's five hundred gallons of gas. Five hundred gallons of gas. Yeah. Do some math at you know whatever three bucks. Mm-hmm. Fifteen hundred dollars in fuel, just in that's the. That's what it is every year. Yeah, yeah. I do have a kicker, so a lot of those hours come on a kicker. It doesn't use a lot of fuel, but uh, but yeah, that's 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 uh, the kicker doesn't use that oil. The kicker doesn't use the oil. Yes. So that's. Yes. Yeah, so the kicker, I mean, that's 500 gallons of gas <laughs> yeah. through the big motor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Todd was not lying when he said 10 gallons through my boat. That's the absolute truth. <laughs> some years yeah. it was less. Yeah, you used a lot this year. You ran it some, but... I ran it dry once. Oh my. Yes, you did. You ran it out. <laughs> but it was fun. So scared I broke something, but when I tried to turn that motor over <laughs> and he was going to get out of that truck all mad at me but uh like you're walking home mm-hmm. even though your car's guess. across the parking lots yeah <laughs> so so both so both vance and i have yeah. a boat for sale right now because mm-hmm. it's my i'm still sitting beside the lund i don't know how i don't know I don't think I can move it out of here until the new one pulls in. I can't have that empty stall. I'll be very empty. It would fill up almost immediately. Yeah. Garage space tends to do that. Yes, there will be something else sitting there. So Probably some sawhorses and OSB yeah. <laughs> and some bait yeah. stuff, some rods, tackle boxes. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can start putting oh them my here. God. But yeah, yeah. yeah there's lots great. of stuff we could put there, but... And, uh, you know, so I'll just paint this picture. Todd and I bought two new boats. 
one each here. Uh, Todd's rocking. We're both rocking the Angler series from Ranger. Um, brand new. 1880 and a 2080. Uh, and we got them from Vix. And we worked out a great deal with them and we're excited about our future. But I guess, um, I guess we should tell the story about it, about how this all got started. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know, so many episodes ago, uh, and as I touched on in the opening of this segment, um, was Vix, I bought a, I bought a boat, whatever, three years ago, uh, 2015, whatever, three seasons ago. And uh, there was some negligence in setup. Uh, and it was a whole ordeal. And uh, the people that got me up and running were Vicks. Yes. After over half a dozen tries. Mm -hmm. With different marinas and whatnot. Different marinas, Vicks, yeah. Vicks was my saving grace. One uh, shot. Yeah. And, and probably my, my saving grace to uh, continue to be able to... Uh, to guide and have the success on the water because it starts with being able to move forward uh, and being out in the middle of the lake. And they put me out there with confidence. They say they unbelievable customer service. Like, like I said, you can listen to those old podcasts and, and hear yeah. those stories again that we've all laughed, laughed about, but my boat is running great. No issues. Um, and, so we had that, like, I kind of kept that in my back pocket, uh, you know, and when I was there, you know, Vicks, of course, when I brought my boat in, we're just like, you know, you guys should think about this. Uh, you know, these boats, there's, there's really, um, there's something special about them and, you know, it, it is what it is, uh, with, with boats. Um, but, you know, Rangers are obviously, uh, a very, very nice, nice, well-constructed product that they're very proud of. And I really wasn't thinking any anything of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, um, I am at a campground up at Chautauqua Lake, uh, you know, doing the guide service with uh, and whatnot. And uh, there, there was a person that found a, a spot next to me and... Uh, he was a fisherman, and he's a he's a bass fisherman, and he had a ranger, uh, really, really, really nice, nice bass boat, all laid out, you know, bass style, crazy fishing stuff. Uh, ever want to check out a bass boat with all the shindigs they got on it? It's insane, uh, graphs and three sixty graphs and all this crazy stuff. A lot different than the way that we fish. And I looked at it one day, and you know. Of course, one day when he, uh, he would always come over and try to talk to me and I, I would be on the phone cause you know, the, the guide lifestyle Todd, you know, you yeah. get off, you get off the water, you're talking to clients, you're talking to, uh, <laughs> the other person in the guide stuff. I'm talking to Andy. Uh, we, you know, we're all just, you know, talking about the day, talking about what's coming up, you know, normal business stuff. And, uh, he finally comes over and, and I meet the guy and uh, you know we just start exchanging stories and whatnot and 
you know, I find out that this guy has fished on, like, you know, all the big bass tours and, you know, was pretty decorated in, in winds and whatnot and uh, for what it's worth in, in, in the bass industry. And that's all very impressive and whatnot. And, uh, but he, uh, you know, the bass game is so much different than the muskie game because it's such a niche market that all that stuff kind of goes over my head. Uh, with you know the popularity of the bass, just yeah. I mean, you know, you see you see it on ESPN. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's on ESPN and stuff like that. Those mm-hmm. big tournaments. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I don't know if there's a musky tournament or a musky anything that has been on ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> but so that guy that talks to me about it, and um. He has a ranger, and he, he got it from Vix, and, you know, he's like, they're incredible. Um, just, you know, everything we said, family, customer service, and they actually know what they're talking about and know how to set up boats, and that's music to my ears from... That's, you know, such, you that's know, the big thing. It's, it's, it's huge. Uh, you know, having somebody that will answer the phone and talk to you, normal, uh, on a personal level and uh, somebody that can relate to some things that's huge uh, in doing what we're doing. Um, but he looked at all the stuff uh, that we're doing, um, you know, and basically called me an idiot, uh, you know, with, with what we, you know, what we do with the, you know, the guiding, the, podcast, the traveling, the, guiding, the, the the tournaments, the bait company, all that stuff. I mean, and, and we're you know humble, and I find it hard to like sell myself. Uh, I guess you know uh, out, outside of things, you know, maybe you know I was raised to be like a lead by example kind of guy. I don't know, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you stay quiet. And it's really hard to see everything that goes on in the industry. It's like, I did this, I did that, yada, yada, yada. You know, look at me style stuff. I can't I don't really do that stuff. But, you know, he was like, he's, tell- he's telling us that we're crazy to be fishing out of a boat that's one that you f- 15 years old and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you have no, nothing going on. You just went and you buy the boat, you fish out of it, you know? Yeah. You do that stuff. So, I mean, he kind of nudged me in, in the right way, and he, you know, basically went as like a whistleblower for Muddy Creek and Fat AZ, and uh, and and went to Vicks and and uh, and Ranger and said, you know, these guys are doing a good thing, and uh, it would be a nice a nice biz- business deal. You know, these guys are, uh, you know, not these guys are doing it, uh, you know, hardcore full time. And, you know, we are. And, uh, you know, so that got into the talkings to, uh, to Vix, and we're not going to go into too many details about it, but we, uh, we developed a, a, a relationship. It's, a, it's a, uh, a friendly relationship, and it's also a business relationship now. And um, I just, I can't say enough about it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm stoked. I have so here's here's the thing. I have total confidence I'm going to be able to pick up the boat. It's going to be set up. 
mm-hmm. the way we want it. I, I almost bought a boat from another dealer up there at Chautauqua, and in talking with the people, I was like, you don't deal with fishermen too much, do you? No, mm-hmm. we don't. And that's what he said. No, we don't. I'm like, well, how about a bomb mount? Trolling motor, how about my bomb mount electronics? Because I really don't know how to do it. So the plan was I was going to take all this back to Andy's garage and let Andy figure it all out. <laughs> how about because let Andy do it? Because I will. I already know how to do it. Make <laughs> yeah. Give me some credit here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, I went through it when I bought my boat from a, in my parts, a big name boat dealer. And, you know, I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before, but, you know, I pick it up in the, I'm going to do the break-in period, and my boat is... I, I can hardly sit in my seat when I'm trying to run full speed because the whole transducer on this giant bottom-line graph is underneath the boat, and when you took off, it would lift that side of the boat out of the water and throw a rooster tail that was about 18 feet high. Uh, and Deep V should not be doing that. No, because no the boat whole, should the be doing puck, that. No, the whole puck was mounted under. So you know, I get off the water, I do my thing, and I call. I was like, "What? What's going?" He's like, he, and you know, this is a fisherman boat dealer, and he's like, "Oh, that's the way you mount them." I'm like, "No, you come take a ride with me right now." Yeah, you've never seen a boat doing what this boat is doing, but he's adamant about that. He did it the right way, and he didn't. I had to move my trolling motor. It was sticking into the wrong. You know, it was sticking straight out the side of my boat like I couldn't even pull into a dock. Hmm. And I did all this on my own. I said the same thing happened to Vance. Vance picked up his boat two boats ago that the, it was they had a depth finder screwed to the deck of the the casting bow. platform, yeah. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. the kind of stuff that and that's what really got me leery and that's why I I I've done service over there at Vix before uh they're they're fishermen oriented. It's it's worth taking, you know. It, it that that's worth a lot to me. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Yeah, over over the past couple of years, it's mm-hmm. everything. It's worth a lot me. more to you. <laughs> yeah, every everything to me. I mean, because I ended up doing half the stuff on my own, which I didn't want to, because I didn't really know how to do it, but I figured it out and I did it. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, that's. I mean, yeah. As much as I couldn't believe it, I, I, you know, going back through those past three years with what I've been through, you have looked at it and been like mm-hmm. absolutely insane. What? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. What happened? Yes. Went to Vix. Everything was done. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Little bit of a car ride. Hmm. 100% worth it. But if you were to factor in that car ride, if you would have went there the first time, how much would you have saved? Mm. Uh, oh, I don't know. 1,500 miles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were yeah. funny when we were ordering the boats. Like, he would bring something up, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, we'll, we'll you know, what if this happened or that happened? And He's like, well, you do this or that. And I was like, no, I don't want it. And he's like, you want nothing that fails, right? I said, no, I want nothing that can, ab- nothing that can fail. Yeah. 
because I rely on it. You know, I'm getting a boat that has no carpet in it. He, and at one point, you know, the, the guys were, man, I think you want carpet. I said, no, I don't. I don't want carpet. Mm-hmm. When it rains and it's carpet, you know, to me as a fi- now, I liked my carpet when I was fishing on the weekends here and there. You dry the boat, you do your thing. But when you're going every single day, the more I started doing this, the more it's like, who in the world ever thought about putting carpet in a boat? Would yeah. you take your carpet from inside and, like, lay it out in the grass? No. <laughs> I mean, why would you ever put carpet in a boat? But that, you know, that's just because we're fishing sometimes 18 days straight, you know, and if it rains and it's overcast, it's like, okay. You might want to wear your rain gear. Well, why is that? Because the boat is like a swamp right now, and I can't get yeah. it dry. You're going to get wet when you sit down. If you touch the floor, you know, it's sopping wet carpet, and it's not going to dry. You know, so that's... You'll that's, get a staph infection. Oh yes, my. and it stinks. There's different, uh, you know, there's different thinking when you're dealing with uh, running a business like we're doing. And your own personal boat. I'm not saying if your boat has carpet. Every boat I've ever had has had carpet other than my 14-foot aluminum. But uh, to be honest, it was easier to jump into the 14-foot aluminum at the next day because you just let it drain out. You, you just know? roll it over in the driveway and it drains <laughs> you out. You just did it and you go fishing. But I'm, yeah. Uh, so there's different things. You know, so our, our boats were ordered a little different. And I think most of them, we don't have a lot of the fancy stuff. Uh But it's a fishing boat. So I'm getting a yeah, I'm getting a wash down kit. I'm gonna when we get them and they poop all over the floor, I'm gonna squirt you with water. So yeah, yeah because it's your fault <laughs> that there's poop yeah. in the boat. <laughs> you brought it in. No, yeah. What, what? Yeah, that's crazy. Why did boats have carpet? It's for sound mostly. I think. I mean, you, know, and you might also want to be in your flip flops and barefoot. You know, jumping in mm-hmm. the lake and. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I have a tangent we can go off on, but I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want to distract from this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm excited about. I mean, the boat. It's a fishing boat. It's, it has no carpet. We can hose her down. If you spill your chips, I don't care. If you drop your drink, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's neat. Looking, you know, because I, I keep a, you know, being a ranger owner myself, mm-hmm. I've talked, mm-hmm. like, I almost don't count it anymore. It's like the limitations <laughs> have, have like dried up, dried up, but I, I, I always have to bring that up, you know, but I also paid, you know, six grand for my boat. So there's, there's. Some why do you there. use, why do you use worms? Why do you not use worms when you go walleye fishing? Do you want to know uh, why? Because they make an the awful dirt. mess and they jam yes. into the carpet. <laughs> the carpet, and, exactly. And I guess what I got to, well, he's three and she's going to be six this summer. That's all I need is for them to fall down, scrape their leg on some worm guts, and they. Next thing you know, some like crazy botulisms running through their veins. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's gross. Night crawlers are awful. Yeah, they make a big mess. I mean, I've done that when, in my boat. I've done that in the Lund many times, and, you know, when you're using harnesses. Oh, my gosh, it's messy. Dropping fish on the boat. But, yeah, so that's just uh, – but all, all, all the rangers now, I believe, are, you know, they come with the snap-bot carpet back in a cockpit where you can get away with a lot of that. But they still have carpet on the, you know, the front deck and the casting. But 
I'm looking forward to that. Vance is going to have a snap-in carpet that he's probably going to unsnap. Probably one of the one of the first things. First yeah. things you'll do, you know. I know I fish out of some buddies that have rangers, and like every time you see a ranger sale, it says brand new snap-in carpet, been in the garage, never been in the boat. So there's a reason these guys are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's because it, it, carpet shouldn't be in boats. <laughs> <laughs> It, it it definitely does. You know, I've I've already replaced the the carpet in in my Ranger, and I look yep. at it now. I'm like, yeah, it's all matted down. I haven't put that many hours in it, but it it looks good the day you buy it. By the third mm-hmm. weekend, you have it. There's like already like already can see somewhere. Yeah, you know, like a house that's had carpet for a long time. You can tell where the people walk. How they mm-hmm. like? Oh, there was a couch or something here because yeah. look at the yeah. person trail. Perfect. Yes, yeah. Well, in a boat, there's only so much room. Yeah, it gets matted down quickly. You know, my last boat, my Sylvan, I did the carpet net. My gosh, I don't know how many times I did it every couple of years. <laughs> I had a pretty quick system to replace it, but mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I, you know, looking, keeping halfway up to date on the new Rangers and stuff like that. I, I always like to look and and dream about and even though my boat is a fisherman series you know mm-hmm. it's it's the great 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 grandfather of like the the 619s and 20s and 21s yeah um <clears throat> those anglers had uh, i you know anytime you look at a brochure you're always like i want the most expensive boat or the you know the top of the line and i just the layouts of those anglers I don't know why Ranger doesn't sell a boatload more of them, and that's an awful pun. And <laughs> but the, to me, the layout is just that screams like fishing. Nothing against well, the new six hundreds because they're great yeah. boats. Mm-hmm. I just as we've talked about, and, and and you know, I read a lot about it before, and I read you know we talked to people last year when we were down at the PMTT. Uh, because there's a lot of guys had rangers and the different, you know, the big glass boats, which a lot of people around here aren't using. We're seeing more, but uh, we're still in like an aluminum uh, boat market around here. But we were looking and people would explain, oh, man, I want this and this and this. And I could walk away saying, I would definitely not want that. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're doing both. I am not only, I'm not just a caster and I'm not just a troller. You know, and you you lose that, you know, it, the Angler Series have a nice big storage thing along the side, which is great. But No, the, it, the fisherman it, does. Or the, the, the fisherman does. The angler does not have that. You lose that storage, and that's a big thing. Where some uh, Someone who just casts can look and say, well, I don't know why you would want the angler, which I read a lot of these reviews like that. What would you want that? You just get rid of that storage. Well, that's a big thing to me. I can walk, we can walk right over to the side of the boat. It's going to be just like it, it's. I did the measurements. It's going to be the same as trolling out of this boat that I have right now, my Lund, the eighteen hundred fisherman. You know, uh, you're going to be able to walk up to the side. You're going to get rid of that box that you'd either have to lean over or bend over. Doesn't sound like much when you go trolling at lunchtime for an hour, but uh, it sounds like a lot when you reel in a hundred times during the day. Don't you talk? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, during a nice June, mid-June weed fest. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. 
that I knew my back would be crushing me. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's the boat I would want. I can tell you that. Yeah. Excited for what, about that. For, for, for what we do, you know, with a little bit of mix of both. Uh, that's why, that's why we got it, you know? That's mm-hmm. why we did what we did. I, I, <clears throat> I'm excited for him. I know I probably will see at least one of them parked in my pole barn, <laughs> maybe two. Which at For that a little bit, yeah. at that point, there's a chance my tractor and truck will no longer be stored in there until they leave. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do a photo shoot, Fat AZ <laughs> photo shoot. We're gonna put yours right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're gonna get like a side shot, and you won't even see it. <laughs> it's it's you know i love my little rig it's it it of course it's you know looking at rig. at your at your friends and they're like you know like todd got the boat that i would have bought if if you would have said andy pick a boat out of rangers lineup and and vance got you know the boat that fits vance that to me that one is like fits his personality and and it fits his garage it fits mm-hmm. his garage yes, and that uh, he had built yeah <laughs> that he just had built. That's nice, too. So I look at this, and I'm like, man, I'd like to get one of them. And I'm like, wait, you dummy. I'll just go with them and not have to buy <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Why buy the cow? So if I want to go fishing, it's more than likely by myself or with one other person. And there's a, you know, well, this year didn't work out that well. I fished once with Vance, zero times with Todd. But that's still that one really? time with Vance. We were busy. Oh, I mean, we did some walleye trips, but musky fishing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we did a walleye trip together. Um, we're just gonna take their boats, so it's just like, yeah, I'll just keep old Betsy. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. We're gonna have a neat new ride for everybody that wants to do a trip, and uh, nice big yeah. four stroke on the back. Different. That's gonna be fun for you. 10 gallons nice. of oil. I don't have to buy 10 gallons of oil at $32 a gallon. I remember, yeah, when you were like, I found it for like $8 cheaper. I forget from what site, and you bought 10 gallons yeah. worth. Yeah, I had them shipped in, yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. lot of oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped. I mean, those. Andy yeah. has this, the smallest boat out of all of us, and it probably rides the nicest. My little boat does ride really nice. That's probably why I was screwing around out in the middle of Lake Erie when I should have been worrying about my gas level. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> Let's see what happens when I do this. We're going to get to see. I mean, I got to drive some big rangers before. And, uh, we're going to have fun with it. Vance got a great boat. He got the 2080 Angler, which they've had out for a while. I thought it was a new newer boat but they've had it out for a while but it's got the jump seats mm-hmm. i i don't you know that i don't know why that change. isn't more popular was there like some big negative thing about jump seats because i look at that and i say that's the best thing i've ever seen i love the the jump seats i i like it now but i'll tell you when i was buying my boats this boat my lund back in so mine was a 2001. 2002, they put a jump seat on that casting deck. And I remember looking at the new ones. Now, it's maybe a little different, but I remember jumping up there. It's like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to go buy that leftover. 
I do not want those. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know when I would, it felt like I was standing up there. When I jumped up there to cast, you could feel the seat underneath. And you got to remember, when I was buying that boat, I mean, guiding wasn't the, I was I, I was guiding at the time. I took used to take people in my Sylvan, but it wasn't a full-time, and when I say full-time, it's full-time part season. We'll put it that way. Uh, I wasn't guiding like every day and taking groups of three people out and, uh, I wasn't thinking of the seating like, hey, let's get rid of these couple seats. They can ride in the jump seat, and it's going to open up a lot of room for me. wasn't thinking that way. Most of my fishing was just me and one other person. Mm-hmm. So there was, there's always tons of room in a boat, like, you know, a 19-foot lund that's, you know, eight and a half feet across or whatever. There's tons of room to mm-hmm. move. If there's two of you, when it gets to be three and four, that's the issue. And that's yeah, the, the difference the, with those... The jump seats with those yeah, the jump seats that they do now, and pretty much across the industry, you step on them, it still feels like a cast. It felt the same way. You mm-hmm. sit in them, and it's a real seat. That was the most. That's the most comfortable seat in our boat. There's no doubt about that. That we're I getting because Vance and I spent hours looking through the showroom at Vix and sitting. This is a, like sitting in a couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other ones are like sitting in fishing boat seats like is there any way i could have this yeah. for a driver's seat <laughs> yeah, can i just move this up or just, like just bring the steering wheel back <laughs> yeah yeah no but i mean it is it, it, it's not uh it's i mean it, it's changed that's all changed it's nice yeah they're gonna be nice and shiny and sparkly and you know those 1880s I would say that they are reasonably priced. You know, I, I talked to many, many people uh, mm-hmm. about setting up boats. And, you know, the one thing that comes up is people will have, you know, these crazy setups in their new boats. I just bought this boat, and n- now they're going to have to buy extra pieces to, you know, adapt, you know, musky rod mm-hmm. holders on and this and that. And I yes. just tell them, I say, this is the downfall with buying an affordable fishing boat. And while they're not giving the 1880s away, they have a new website up and going. You can see their pricing. Like uh, Todd already said, there's map pricing, which means it doesn't matter what dealer you go to. That's the price that it is. And what that does is it eliminates people from, like, undercutting and, you know, and yeah. driving, you know, but whatever. That That's their business. But So they have that there. And I would say that, you know, the 1880 is, on. It, while it is the upper tier i'd still call it an affordable fishing boat for a serious angler a guy mm-hmm. that's going to use it you know a week or two a year might not want to consider it but that's that's a very attractive boat for that price considering you would you see that one pro v4 a hundred thousand well, dollars at yeah, the boat show know. now that was <laughs> totally built yeah. you just say that but i mean you're looking at Boats are what they are nowadays. They're expensive, but uh, you know, if you're looking at a glass boat, same setup, and <laughs> some of them are more expensive than that than the Ranger. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Yeah. Why? How? I don't. I don't know. Hundred G's for a tin boat. I mean, Jesus. I I, I don't know, but you know. I've ridden in a lot of tin boats, 
I've ridden in a 16-foot Ranger, and it's right there. You sat on the floor when I was doing, what, 35 through those three and fours on Chautauqua trying to catch a fish that fall in 15, 2015? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't get very oh, wet. Yeah. Incredible. I would have been drenched, and I'm in a 20-footer. Yeah. And I would have been b- bouncing my way like I was shooting a shotgun. That's how, <laughs> that's how, how just how, how it is, uh, you know. I don't know. I, I think they're both well-priced boats, and, uh, you know, we're super excited about fishing in them, taking people out in them. Uh, it's going to be amazing, you know. It's, super excited about everything. It's a, it's a definite new chapter for the Muddy Creek, especially for Todd. Yeah, especially for me. So, it's going to be fun. So, with yeah. that... You guys uh, go check out Vix Marine. They have a nice website. They have used boats. You know, the inventory is constantly shifting. Uh, check out what we just talked about, Ranger. Check out their new site. You can play around with it, watch videos. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Uh, Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com. Both of us, Muddy Creek, actually all three of us, but both companies are going to be at the Musky Max Plus in pittsburgh uh march 10th and 11th i think and uh we'll be there come say hi and st Croix rods best on earth so with that you guys got anything else you want to add be safe on the ice i heard someone went down but oh my gosh yeah i'm not where i see that yeah oh my we won't Uh, get into it right now but yeah be careful out there guys thanks for listening